Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. Our guest this morning is a podcaster, author, and a successful entrepreneur. Chad Hughes has over 26 years of land access experience and is the president and CEO of Land Solutions. He has negotiated land deals for clients in many complex land access situations. And in the last decade, his focus has been on building a more diverse and sustainable company with Land Solutions. Chad is here this morning to talk about that and what he's learned about leadership along the way. Good morning, Chad. Well, good morning. I'm glad I know what we're here to talk about now. (laughs) (laughs) He was keeping it a secret from you, was he? Thank you for telling me. Good morning, Tara. Good morning. Good morning. So, Chad, for those of us not in the land business, what is this land access business? What what is the industry? What is it that you do? It's a great question because it's often uh, misunderstood with land development or even real estate. So, what we do is we secure access to land for industries that want to build uh, infrastructure. So um, pipeline industry, oil and gas industries, power transmission. We work in the renewable energy space uh, as well as the telecom space. And uh, so what we do is we go out and uh, engage with stakeholders and communities and uh, individual property owners and we negotiate access um, for that uh, particular client. So why would the companies not have their own internal departments to do that? Why would they hire a third party? Well, they they typically do, but they don't um, have the resources to scale up. Mm. So oftentimes when when they're developing something, it requires a lot of uh, extra hands. And so they'll have resources typically uh, internally to help manage um, the project from a higher level. Uh, and they'll engage with companies like ours to to do the heavy lifting. Uh, Tara, I want to go back in time with uh, Chad and take it from the business level to a personal level. Okay. And you're going to be surprised now. But Chad, you know, now that you're the president and CEO of Land Solutions, did we miss a a rodeo cowboy? (laughs) Well, I had a short-lived... let's say, uh, situation riding a bareback Bronx. I, I grew up in an agricultural community on a feedlot ranch, and so that was sort of part of the, uh, it was part of the deal. We just, we rode everything we could mount. So how many... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, David. I, I don't mean to... We're going to censor off. this one. <laughs> <laughs> so how many rodeos did you participate? Well, I've had so many concussions, David, I, I can't even answer that. And that's a true story. I've had many concussions, but uh, I, it, my, I, I never had a rodeo career. I, I played around in the amateur circuit, and uh, more so out of curiosity than than anything. And uh, uh, thankfully, I, I never really got that good at it. So, land solution is a result of all the concussions. <laughs> I, I think they show up every now and then. Yeah. What did you learn from growing up in that environment on the ranch? And, and, I mean, it's hard work growing up on a farm. Oh, it is, yeah. Well, resourcefulness. And, and I think that um, I've got an entrepreneurial desire, let's say. And, and I think that comes from that upbringing. And part of that is just, um, yeah, you learn how to see ways of achieving a result that, 
may be unorthodox. You know, it's not uh, maybe not obvious to everybody. And it's just out of necessity. So you learn to be resourceful. I think that that's probably something that served me the most in in really my business career. Back to Lens Solutions. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that you guys are uh, growing and expanding into other areas, not just uh, Alberta or Canada, also in the U.S. And knowing you uh, as a leader, that core values are very important for you. With the growth you are kind of experiencing, how do you keep the core values of the company? And I, and I have them here. Uh, team, teamwork together as one, growth for tomorrow, intentional client success, uh, and community and value-driven. Uh, so how do you keep those when you, have, when you add so many people in so many geographical locations? Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's, uh, it's difficult to do. We, uh, one of the things we do is we, we look for opportunities to celebrate them. So we're, we'll look for opportunities where people are um, behaving in a way where they're in congruence with a value. That's one, I'd call that maybe a tactic, but it, it does help with visibility of what the values are. Uh, we definitely hire around them. Uh, we're very particular with the people that we bring onto the team. So we're really looking for uh, that cultural fit when people come into the, into the company. What I always find actually um, a good test for whether or not the values and the culture is staying um, alive, let's say, is when we, um, when we welcome new people. So we, we've, we've onboarded or welcomed, I should say, uh, roughly 140 people last year. Wow, that's a big expansion. It's uh, it, it it let's just say it put a lot of strain on a lot of things and uh, especially the leadership and through that so every quarter we would get together with the, the the new people and introduce them and and we'd hear from them on what's your first impressions of of being here and I found that to be a good test for how the culture was showing up and uh, I was always delighted people always responded with words that were to me in alignment with what our values and our culture is and so that that became something after the first one i went okay this is good this is a good approach to maintaining an awareness of how are these things showing up for people that just just arrived and and the feedback you get from the new employees and and do you see people that feel that they don't fit those values, leave on their own, or you have to let, you know, help them pack? Uh, we've had some attrition from newcomers, but very little. Um, I mean, it's hard not to fit into, like, a, it's a, there's kind of a family undercurrent in our, in our business. I think that actually comes a bit from the industry itself. Uh, the, the land community um, is just like that. And so it's hard not to fit in with that, but every now and then you have somebody that, you know, hates that, I guess. <laughs> it's funny how you talk about the community. You brought me back to when I used to work at Meg Energy and it is, <clears throat> I feel like right. all of the people who worked in land across all of the different companies, they all just knew each other. It really was a community. They, mm-hmm. they have their own culture almost. They do. Oftentimes within organizations, the, uh, the land people are the 
they're the fun ones to hang out with. They were fun. Yeah. I had somebody had an office right next to mine in land. He was a fun guy. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. So we have about a minute left here. I just want to ask you about your diverse and, and um, the diversity and sustainability focus that you want for the next bit. We can go into it again after the commercial, but sure. why the focus on that for this year? Why have you really focused there? Well, it's been a focus the last six years, um, and the the reason is for continuity. Mm. We in in at the end of 2015, we um, we went through a major contraction in our business. Caught uh, definitely caught me a bit uh, flat-footed, and uh, probably was leaning a little too far over my skis to begin with. And uh, and it occurred to me that um, we were not diverse enough. And so we set out starting in 2016 to change that. At the time, we were about 92% uh, oil and gas uh, related business. And the other 8% was uh, power and renewable energy. And we thought we were diverse, but when we really broke it down, we, we weren't that diverse. So we, um, we've since changed that. We're, I think we're probably trending more towards... Um, 60-40, 60% oil and gas, 40% all other sectors. And we've um, really leaned into the geographic expansion as well. So we're coast to coast in Canada today, uh, and we're in about 12 states in the U.S. Chad, we have to take a break. Okay. Our guest this morning is Chad Hughes, President and CEO of Flint Solutions. We'll be back with you following the commercials. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. We're back with Chad Hughes, President and CEO of Land Solutions. I did some research on you. I know you're podcasting, you've written some books, um, blogging. You've had some really interesting articles about leadership, and and that's really where my heart is. I I have a real passion around that. And so I'm wondering about your thoughts on self-awareness and how important it is for leaders to be self-aware. Well, uh, I think it's very important. Uh, I think that we, we, we think we're more self-aware than we are oftentimes. I think there's lots of folks that would say, yeah, I'm self-aware, but are we really self-aware? Um, uh, and when we talk about self-awareness, I'm really kind of focusing on like strengths, weaknesses, and being having some vulnerability mm-hmm. around that and sharing that, acknowledging that. Mm-hmm. Where do you sit with that? Um, I, I kind of lead with my chin. So I'm, I, I, I would, it would be like me to make myself vulnerable or put myself, myself into a vulnerable situation in sharing, um, things that, uh, that I'm great at and things that I suck at. I'm a self-proclaimed terrible manager and, uh, <laughs> and, and my, my team knows that. And, and so I look to them to, uh, uh, help me with that. I'm, in you what know, way? When you say terrible manager, what do you mean by that? Well, uh, I think there's a difference between managing people and coaching and leading people. And 
I have a lot of fun in the coaching leading part. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a different it's a different skill set, it's a different place to be than managing people, managing people, managing uh, performance and so where I where I stumble is with the follow-up. I can I can I can set the course really well and I can provide a bit of fuel and, and some inspiration and and guidance. The consistency though, I think that's required in good management of people that consistent check-in like a weekly and getting into more, um, call it project-specific guidance, I'm just really bored by it. I'm just not, you know, it's not you something you're going to get a lot. My, I, I hire people that are self-starters that want autonomy and thrive with autonomy. And I've learned that not everyone does. So, so it's, it's known that you will fail working with me if you're not, not able to, to, to kind of run that way. Um, but what I can do is I can provide you some neat insights, um, some leadership, coaching um, to help you along the way. And don't you think that uh, leadership by coaching is probably in today's world the best way to lead people? And, and especially when you talk about the self-starters, other than watching over their shoulder, what do you see as the feedback from your not from your management team, but from the employees that you work with as a coach? Oh, um, often a lot of aha moments. Yeah. Um, things that they didn't expect to hear or didn't expect to resonate with is often what I get for feedback. Th- that leads me to your book. The first book that you co-authored um, Purpose, Passion, and Profit uh, that was published in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, and what made you kind of decide to become an author or a co-author? And um, what did you learn about yourself during this process? And I think the last part of the question is, how dangerous is to lean out of the windows for <laughs> entrepreneurs? That's uh, the title of his chapter. Oh, <laughs> love it. I yeah. love it. I want to hear about that. Well, and there's a funny story behind that. I, I want. I would like to tell it. Just I'll be quick. Yeah, go when ahead. When I when I was a, a kid, um, we had this dog on the farm. His name was Peanut, and he was a cross between a Chihuahua and something. He was a big jo- big dog, but he had Chihuahua in him. I, don't ask me how that happened. <laughs> Peanut, and he was a disaster. And he, but he used to love to to lean out the window of the truck. He'd get his feet right out on the mirror, and He'd be leaning way out the window, and one day my dad thought it would be funny to take a hard left, and the dog went flying out the window, <laughs> rolling across the pasture. He was okay. The dog lived. <laughs> you know everybody at home's like, was the dog okay? Yeah. So uh, anyway, that, that uh, inspired that, uh, the name of the chapter. So um, curiosity is the reason I did it. Um, I think curiosity is the reason I've, I've pursued a lot of things. And uh, I was writing uh, short articles and blogs, and um, and I, one of my coaches, I think, planted the seed about writing a book someday, and so that was kind of in the back of my mind. I had this opportunity to participate in a project with a number of other people, and I thought, well, that this might be a uh, a good experience, and so I I tried it. Hmm. So how how dangerous is it to lean out of the window for entrepreneurs being an entrepreneur? Well. Uh, I've had some some wins and I've had some losses. Uh, 
so it, it it can be uh can be dangerous i think i'm i'm um tempering my approach to entrepreneurship uh as i'm learning about uh how bad things can go i think there was a there was a time where i it was the opposite. Well, how bad could it really go? Let's just do this. So I, I'm I'm a bit more cautious in my approach from some experiences that I've had. But yeah, if you're leaning out the window, uh, I think there's an awareness piece to that to first of all realize how far you are out the window. Um, and if you have that and you're prepared to deal with the consequences, I think it's okay. And hold the window, not the mirror. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Taking risks and jumping into fear is an okay thing sometimes, yeah. right? Um, well, with on that book, Purpose, Passion, and Profit. So we hear a lot about finding your purpose and, you know, working with purpose and making sure that the people who work with you have a purpose. Is that something that you focus on as a leader at your company? And, and how do you help people find their purpose, whether it's through your company or individually? Mm. Uh, through the environment, I, I, one of the things I pay attention to is what kind of an environment is it that people are working in? And um, I would like them to be working in an environment that you would consider entrepreneurial. That can mean diff- we could say that differently. But I think part of what that means is an environment where you have some autonomy. You've got uh, a clear understanding of, of what's expected and where we're trying to get to, and and you've got the autonomy to, to work, you know, as as it fits you. And so, um, I think if if I think about my purpose, well, one of my desires, let's say, is to create that environment. I would like to see other people find out more about themselves because they've been put in an environment where they can do that. And so part of that is just um, how, how we lead, uh, the opportunities we give people. I often say, you know, the more interesting the work that we do, the more interesting it is for our people. And so that drives how we grow our business and how we innovate and the types of projects that we look to take on and uh, just focus on getting better and better. Chad, we have uh, 90 seconds. Mm. And um, the second book came out in 2021. And it's bringing value, solving problems, and leaving a legacy. Knowing you, what is the legacy you want to leave behind you? Mm. Finishing well. Okay. I, want, I want to finish well. So, um, I don't know. That's a bit, you know, we could just be curious about that. Um, uh, yeah, I'm going to leave it there. I want to finish well. <laughs> it's my legacy. Finish well. Well, our guest this morning was Chad Hughes, President and CEO of Land Solutions. Thank you, Chad, for being our guest. Thank you. Thank Thank you, you, Chad. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges.